Well, not all ghosts know that they're dead. Going to be trying to prove it. Look, I'm going to stab you in the face. Oh, see how you don't feel anything. That's not the way to do it. Oh, that's if you're going to be the one to tell them, be gentle and be prepared for anything. So I, I would go against try saying I'm going to prove it by stabbing. (laughs) What would you say? Like, sit down if you can. Wait, you fall onto the floor. See, yeah, you're temporal. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. <laughs> All right, listeners, gather around for Hey Boo. Nine. Gather around this campfire. Yeah. It's not even just a campfire it's episode. A, it is Hey Boo Know yeah, It. Yeah, it's Super a bonfire. Scary. Yeah. Super scary. We're, we're, this is our, we have a segment called Tales from Dirt Campfire where we tell tales of the paranormal, fake lore, folklore, ghost stories, mm-hmm. spooky stuff, and we retell them around the digital campfire. But today, it's all tales, all the time. Because it's, and it's all Halloween. And it's this all is Halloween. This is the grandpappy yes. of tales. The grandpappy of tales. What started it all? Yes, it's where it began. Yeah. So, what do you have? How do you want to kick off our Halloween? Well, episode? we had talked about in the past, and I try to go back and listen to episodes and say we generally say, "Oh, we should talk about that." I looked that mm-hmm. up. So this was something that we said that we wanted to look up. It's the lechuza. Mm. It came up in a in an episode. So lechuza is from Hispanic folklore of Mexico and Texas. Uh, so in the northern part of Mexico and then mm-hmm. in Texas is where this idea, this um, this lore comes from. The lechuza is the witch owl. It's a shape shifter. Oh, okay. So lechuza means owl. You can spell it with an S or with a Z. Um, and the witch owl or the witch bird, according to the lechuza legend, was once a curandera, which is someone who practices white magic. Okay, that's not um, bad. And this, after being <clears throat> exposed... As a witch, yeah, um, the Lechuza was killed by angry and frightened townspeople. Folklore says that she returned from beyond the grave as a ghost to seek revenge oh. upon those who murdered her in the form, and she comes back in the form of a human-sized bird with a woman's face, which I think is creepy. So this is a five, because um, I'm five feet tall, mm-hmm. I'm saying it's five, but probably more like five eight, because that's a normal human that's size. funny. With a, uh, an owl, body of an owl. Face of, of a, a woman. woman. And for some reason, I'm putting Meryl Streep in there. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting That's Meryl Streep in. Yes. I'm she making can take a on that role. It's a strong choice. Lechuza. Star- Starring Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep as Lechuza. As Lechuza. So she seeks revenge of those who murdered her. Uh, as I said, it's mostly in Mexico and Texas. And they say she can appear at any time. And particularly in Zavala County for some reason. I guess the people there are wretched. Um... And she particularly enjoys people who have had one too many cervezas. Oh. <laughs> Apparently. Many people believe in her existence while others claim to have actually seen her. Um, the legend goes that either she was exposed as a witch and she came back for revenge. Some people say she sold her soul to the devil to gain supernatural power. She transforms into a bird. Um, and she is analogous to the harpy okay. in Greek mythology, the siren and the banshee. And like those, uh, like those creatures, she has a supernatural compulsion to lure her prey through song or okay. chirping sounds. 
So if you hear like a sweet chirping sound that's coming from the bushes. And it seems to call to you. It seems to call to you. Don't go. Don't go. But the thing is, you can't help yourself. As with the siren, Mm -hmm. right? As with um, the harpy and the banshee, you can't help yourself because you're not thinking that there's something evil. Well, you're not with a banshee. You're not going to a banshee. You just hear that. You hear the banshee, and you're like, "Damn, I just can't unhear that." But yeah, and then but you're drawn towards it, isn't that right? No, no, you just hear the banshees scream, and that is um, that foretells that someone is going to die. Ah, so this this similar thing goes on with the lechuza. They say. That if you hear a strange whistling sound or an eerie sound, sometimes it can sound like a baby, which is creepy. And I'm not going towards that. If I hear a baby crying, I'm out. You're not going to go. I'd go. Mm -hmm. I'd be like... I'm looking for its mama. Something's up. Mm. Or get some more people around. Yeah, get some more people. I'm not walking up on a baby in the woods on my own. No. Okay. No, thank you. Um, I might throw some food at it and come back. I don't know. (laughs) So... (laughs) They say also if you, sometimes here's some, here's some Doritos I had in my knapsack. I'll be back. Here's a phone. You know what to do. You're a baby. I'm in 2019. Um, can't you call somebody? So if all sometimes if you hear the lechuza, it means that there will be death in your house. Oh, that's like right because it goes yeah. along with the the idea of it being an owl. So mm-hmm. people say the owls bring death. Oh, or they, when that's they unfair. That death is there. Um, yeah, it's an omen, a negative omen. So the abilities of the lechuza are shape shifting. Um, supernatural strength. Okay. She can apparently pick up children, possibly adults, smaller adults. Yeah. So I guess someone like me at five foot is probably, you know, an easy catch yeah. for a lechuza. Watch out. Normal sized person, probably not so much. One of the distinguishing powers of the lechuza or the witch owl is the ability to summon storms, which is pretty cool. That's all right. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Um, and the, it's not clear if she's able to take the form of other birds, although some people have said that she can change uh, from an owl to an eagle and swoop down. Uh, furthermore, she is immortal, and you cannot kill her with bullets or forged steel. Um, like most creatures that serve the darkness, it says the lechuza doesn't like salt. Okay. Um, and when we, when we were kids, we were told that if you sprinkle salt on a bird's wings, it would destroy their ability to fly. Yeah, yeah. And we were always like, how the hell are we going to get this going? We could never get a bird to sit still long enough for us to put some Mortons on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were, you know, we didn't have, I think kids nowadays are probably out there with like a pepper mill and a salt grinder. Yeah. No, we just had some Mortons yeah, in, in the, the round container. And yeah, and with the spout. With the spout that got broken off. Yeah. Um, so if you put salt on the lechuza, it's curtains for her. You could also... Oh, but the salt cannot have iodide in it. What? Write that down, people. No iodide. No iodide. It has to be pure salt. Oh, my God. Um, you could also say the Hail Mary backwards in Spanish. Uh, How do you say... Oh, my God. And you could also just curse at it. You'd have to write it down and then read it backwards. Cause... <laughs> yeah. This is in Mexico. All right. So maybe it may be... Uh, and Texas. So maybe in areas where Spanish is spoken widely and children or young people know that saying it in reverse is something mm-hmm. that can help you, maybe... You have it ready. You have it. You have it ready. Mm-hmm. Um, cursing at it in Spanish will, will drive the bird away. Prayer, also. Uh, tying seven knots into a piece of rope. Or hiring a good witch. Tying several knots into a piece of... Seven. Seven knots into, into a, piece a piece of rope. rope. Okay. Yep. And then finally blasting it to hell with a shotgun. But only if the bullets have the uh, symbol of the cross carved into it. Oh, for God's That sake. could help. But you're not promising anything. Not, not Garrison. And say, 
Uh, but a lot of people say, look, if you're a decent person, you don't have to worry about the lechuza. Mm-hmm. Uh, the saying is, las lechuzas por regular no son peligroso. The lechuza is not dangerous, normally. <laughs> Very nice Spanish, by <laughs> the way. You. Normally. So that's the lechuza. And this is a creature that we have uh, not talked about before. Yeah. I couldn't find any stories related to the lechuza, but I will keep looking until the lechuza. We honor a Hispanic heritage in Mexico and Texas. That's interesting. Just recently, I saw on Atlas Obscura, they had they were talking about a bird that's like five feet tall. Oh, is it the harpy eagle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so as a five foot tall person, I'm aware of this bird. It has like almost like a human face. Yeah, and it could look me in my human face. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. It's creepy. It is. Really they are in the jungles of is it South America? I think so. Um, yeah, but they had pictures of one, and it's just it looks it's almost funny, but it's scary. It was nice. Not funny to me. <laughs> I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Right. I I have an unnatural fear of running into a bird that is my height. And I know that this can happen. And if you go there. Yeah. I, yeah. And so I won't. Maybe I'm going to go there dressed like a bird. Yeah. And just be cash. Part of the fam. Yeah, just stand like, in the background. Like, Does anyone know her? It's like, mm, I'll mm. just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> just be nice. Yeah, someone's cousin. Okay, since it's Halloween, mm-hmm. um, you know, people like to put together haunted houses for fun okay. or even visit a haunted house. I love to visit haunted houses. So, do you really? Yeah. Have you, which which I, I always go to the uh, Eastern State Penitentiary, yeah. the uh, haunted prison in Philadelphia. For their haunted house. Have you experienced anything there? No, nope, not yet. Okay. And also the Merchant House in New York. That's yes, the Merchant House has a wonderful program or a series of programs around the Halloween as well. Yeah. I went went on a tour there and we were just looking, we just went through the sleeping quarters and, and the, the old house. Yeah, the house there. is not that big. Yeah, it's not that big. But our tour guide was so enthusiastic and knowledgeable and, and young and just really sweet. I gave her 20 bucks. Wow. I was just like, here, there, you were amazing. I don't think anyone ever has given a tip, because uh, Greg and I have been members there for years. I've never seen anyone pass a tip. They're probably still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yes. Everyone, that, was that was me. Katie Kasner, everybody. <laughs> of Hey, You Know What Fame. Yeah. But I didn't experience, they did say something was haunted there, but I didn't experience it. But I went to a seance there. I didn't experience anything, except okay. for some dubious haircuts by the woman sitting next to me. <laughs> experience your haircut it was something all right but all right so you can go to haunted places you may or may not experience something but what if it's your own home and you're experiencing something then you need to move well you don't know unless the poltergeist in which case you're stuck with it well you don't know maybe your house is just old and it makes noises maybe it's not but how what are the signs that your house could be haunted okay so according to paranormal experts these are the signs all right that your house could be haunted signs Okay, you can. <laughs> That's a pretty serious sign. That second, there is mysterious sights and sounds. Okay, well, how mysterious in what way? Okay, it's like when something is trying to send you a message. You said most hauntings aren't evil, only misunderstood. Um, <laughs> of course, that's what I think. Say. A lot of the classic signs that people run into are mysterious noises that seem to come from places they can't locate. A lot mm-hmm. of bumping and scratching on walls. What if you heard a noise from your own armpit? <laughs> that would be frightening, it would right? Be, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. It would. Yeah, like, you're like, what the hell? It. Yeah. You just like, try to keep know. your arm down. It's so like that, I, I didn't. I can't. You don't want to raise your hand or like put on the backpack for right. fear. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, seeing full-bodied apparitions or things moving from place to place when you're not who have not touched them. Of course, anyone who has seen a horror movie or a ghost show probably already knows this. Knows a ghost this. show? They're, they're, they're so prevalent, though. A ghost show. On the ghost channel. Yeah. Um, what you might not know, however, is that what you call a haunting may not be the real deal. Mm-hmm. This is some discount BS. Yeah. It's a shade of a haunting. Yeah, sometimes when you experience these phenomena, it could actually be carbon monoxide poisoning, which causes people to hallucinate. Oh, wow. Mold, too, can cause the same reaction. Uh-huh. For houses with legitimate ghosts, there are more telling signs that your house is haunted. People blame a lot of things on mold, and sometimes I'm like, no, you're just a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not the mold. You like, know what oh, I mean? it's I'm, not the I'm so irritable and yeah, mean to everyone. Yeah, it's this mold. It's like, no, no you've been you're irritable just... your whole life. <laughs> you're a bee. You're a bee. Well, here's a sign that your house is haunted is that ectoplasm. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. That's an, If I come home and the walls are covered with slime. Yeah. It says, there was a house I investigated several years ago. This is what the writer says. Mm-hmm. Where the family claimed that things were moving on their own. Sliding, I guess, as, as it were. And <laughs> while I was there, I actually had a strange viscous fluid show up, and it dripped down my arm <laughs> out of nowhere. Show up? Yeah. It's just some, something out of nowhere just dripped on his arm. No. Pass. It was a very strange kind of off-white, almost like raw egg kind of fluid. They didn't need to go there. Yeah. We got what they were trying to say. Okay, so that's a sign. Um, (laughs) Slime is a sign. Okay. How come this ectoplasm is never on the floor in like a comic way? I know. (laughs) Whoops. I know. It's like, no, come on in. Um, It never gets old. Another sign is inexplicable movement. Okay. Like a Martha Graham type of situation. (laughs) Merce Cunningham. I never would have thought to put those moves together. That's inexplicable. Objects don't move on their own unless you live in an old drafty house where strong winds make doors open and close. Mm -hmm. I want to see a strong wind like blow a desk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something serious. Otherwise, there has to be some kind of force applied to get it to move. That's Mm -hmm. why when you see things flying around the house without visible cause... You could be pretty sure there's something or someone other than you in the house. Okay. I've seen books thrown through the air by invisible force. I watched a grown man with a $2,500 camera in his hand drop the camera to the ground because something was strangling him. I thought she was going to say, I watched the man and the camera flying around. I know. Like, I thought you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some more intense experiences with flying books. I've had people literally burst into flames in front of me. I've never heard of that. That's awesome. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, I'm skeptical, but burst into flames, and now you got a believer. (laughs) I'm all all about that. I want to be able to do that. The house where they caught on... More than once. (laughs) Like, more than once. The house where they caught on fire had been a famous movie star's house, Mary Astor. Mm-hmm. In the early days of Hollywood, all sorts of people lived there. The Rolling Stones, the Mamas and the Papas. The last person there was Marilyn Manson. And the house was too scary for him, so he moved out. Really? It was probably just a bad investment. Yeah. she When she visited the Black Dahlia house in L.A., mm-hmm. she herself was violently thrown against a wall. If, uh, By the tour guide. If anything small or big happens in your home like this, you've got a haunted house. Now there's the feeling of being watched. Okay. Now, do you ever get that feeling and you're alone? No. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just I'm not interested in myself and no one else is, but I've never had the feeling of being watched. Yeah. Um, 
You never feel like somebody's there, and then you look around, and you're like, okay, nobody's In here. my own house? Yeah, or anywhere. No, man. Damn it, I just realized now I'm not aware. <laughs> like, I guess I haven't been paying attention. You know, sometimes when we do this show, like, listeners, we sit in this producer studio with, with a big yeah. glass window that yeah. goes out. But I can't. Katie can see the door. I can't because I'm sitting. Uh, there's another door that obscures my view. Yeah. That's not glass. Yeah, but sometimes I'm so engrossed and I'm not looking out the window, then suddenly I'm like, I need to look out this window, yeah. and there's a person standing there yeah, trying to get our attention for whatever reason. And I invariably have not seen this person. Yeah, and they just appear. I don't see them walking in the door. Yeah. I just kind of sense somebody is looking, and then they're there. And it's I have a heart attack every single time. Yeah, and I'm always, <laughs> I'm too busy watching Katie <laughs> to realize that there's, I'm like, what's her problem? Oh, there's someone out there. Yeah, all right. So, but anyway, there's the feeling of being watched. I don't know, listeners, if you've had this, mm-hmm. though. Um, it isn't a quantifiable factor. People who live in a genuine haunted house do report it a lot. Okay. Many believe it's kind of a sixth sense. Basically, you might be in a house with a really bad vibe. Cold chills move through the room. And even though, and even just the feeling of being watched, sometimes whispers are being awoken in the middle of the night because that feeling of somebody standing there. Have you ever had that? No, and now I'm realizing that I always sit with my, and you you may notice this and other people with me, I always sit with my back to the corner. Yeah. I always am facing the door, the mm-hmm. window. I never, like, even when the way I set up my, my apartment mm-hmm. is like that. I can't sit where I'm not, where I don't feel protected. Yeah. The, the exception is in my bedroom yeah. for some reason. I have my desk up against the wall and my back is... Um, you know, not to the corner, but I feel comfortable because I've, I've, you know, I'm on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. There's a window there with a tree, so if I need to scramble out, I feel like I'm covered. Yeah, <laughs> that's I my know. reasoning. But at at home, when I have sit on my couch, there is another room. Yeah, your apartment's creepy though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what it is about the setup of your apartment. It is maybe because there's an extra room. There's an extra room that's not really set up properly. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's like a it's not uh, because Katie is very orderly and her apartment is well designed, but that room just lacks Katie. Yeah, it's like there's things in there, but but it's not me. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, you. It's, it's, it's not it's really somebody set else's up. room. Yeah, and I don't go in there that much, even though it's a small. It's apartment. colder in there. I it think it is colder. And I have to have a light on in that room all the time. Ah, so you can see in. So I can see in. Yeah. And at night I shut the door so that it's not open. Yeah. <clears throat> I used to have a thing about closet doors being open, mm-hmm. but I think I've gotten... As, as I get older, I some of the things I think I was fearful of when I was younger, mm-hmm. I have kind of gotten away from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plus i own i own my apartment so it has a you know when you when you are living in a place that is yours mm-hmm. there's a different feel to it yeah you know i've been there for long enough now that i feel like eh, yeah i know what's going on all right so another way to figure out if um your place is haunted a personality change in the place yeah um uh, even like when we think about possession, our minds instantly uh, go to demons and demons, whatever. Yeah, demons and demons and more demons. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's not. It's not a de- uh, demonic pose- uh, presence. Mm-hmm. A normal ghost can possess you too. It's a regular old yeah. run of the mill. The tip off is if someone you know is acting extremely strange all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. We can we see cases of possession or influenced by a spirit all the time. You start to notice that it's taking on a pretty distinct personality change. 
You Sometimes see, people are just lying and hiding things from yeah, you, though. Or they're they're taking drugs. Yeah. And it's not like they're massively addicted, but it alters their personality. Or, so I wouldn't say it's a spirit. Yeah, yeah. It could be like they, <clears throat> or they might be just trying to make a change in their lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have. It didn't say that the the personality change was bad. Yeah. It just said it was different. Yeah. So maybe someone has been struggling with something and now they're not, mm-hmm. and they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. may see that as odd, but it just may be, you know, things cleared up. Okay, there's they talk about previous homeowners, too. And I'd just like to ask, and the, so each of these has a picture that goes with it. The previous homeowner's picture is two jars of liquid. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's really odd. Yeah, you're right. It's just two, two mason, open mason jars with two different color liquids in them. Well, if they had, I, yeah, I guess if... That's what you <laughs> left behind? The previous owners have bought two mason jars of liquid? I don't know what okay. this is. If you suspect you might have a haunted house on your hands, you should probably dig up the history of your property. Do you know who was in your apartment before you moved in? No. Okay. Once I was in somebody's condo, and this woman could just not breathe in her bedroom. She didn't have a breathing issue, but in her bedroom, she just couldn't breathe. Mm. A condo, to me, it just sounds like the a place least likely to be haunted for some reason. Yeah. I'm a haunted condo. I'm a haunted subdivision. <laughs> I found out that her room had caught fire and the previous woman had died. If you're experiencing things you can't explain, doing some research might help clear it up. I'm not really down with living in a place where there's been disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not superstitious, but I feel like, why, did, why was there a fire? Like, mm-hmm. what happened? Is it poorly? Do you know what I mean? Is there mm-hmm. something wrong with the structure of that place? Mm-hmm. Do I need to get a sprinkler system? Yeah. Is the electrical work, you know, done properly? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Right. You it's know, like what, what, what happened? Is, it's something that maybe, yeah, with the physical structure that... So there was a, there's a, uh, in, in a suburban part of Maryland, not too far from where I'm from, there's one house that's on the corner, and the way that they set up the road, three times cars have crashed mm-hmm. through the living room of this house. Mm-hmm. Like, while the people were sitting... In their living room, a car came through and, like, crashed through their, you know, their picture window. Oh, my God. And, like, on top of their TV. So, the first time it happened, you would think, okay, the family, like, moved out or whatever. Mm-hmm. It happened again. And it's like, you haven't figured out that the problem is the road. Then it happened a third time. It's like, you know what, forget it. That's the kind of thing where someone might say, maybe it's haunted or paranormal or supernatural. But it's like, no. No, it's, it's just bad design. Bad design. Yeah. Why would you live in that place? Right. Right. So... Um, so once you do a little more research on your place, you know, there's yeah. some, uh, you should some, do that anyway. Some places just, even if you find out, so you, well, if you find out you can maybe be more at ease with it, but yeah. there's some places that can't even be cleared yeah. because of their histories. Um, one house had everything going from it, from Indian, <laughs> from these the Indian. The, these are the pros of the house? No, these are not. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I thought you said it had everything going for it. it. That's how they write it here. It said from Indian burial burial ground to being um, a drug house for years. So Was there maybe a a slave hanging in the... I mean, like, what else? Yeah, when I first went there, seven people had already died, one in every room. I was seeing dead bodies everywhere. I could clear it. I would clear it, and then it would ooze back up. It probably had some demonic stuff in it. So, like, when a lot of stuff is happening, you just can't... Tear that down. Yeah, no kidding. You know... Physical and emotional disorientation. Okay. Much like a horror crux in Harry Potter series, a haunting can have a terrible effect on your mood and even your physical state. I would say so. Yeah, it can leave you feeling weak and angry. 
Um, Probably a drain on your finances. Yeah. From all the wine. Okay. While investigating the famously haunted Hinsdale House in New York, that's a place that it, where it's very extreme haunting. Okay. There's something about that place when you walk into it, it gets very, very confusing. I don't know about this Hinsdale place. I know. We should look yeah, into this, Yeah, we have to look right? into that. Some of the things that we started to see in this place and hear in this place, including drumming and strange lights, it was very disorienting. Mm-hmm. I noticed my mood would change when we were in the building, and I would... Drumming? Was it like a Max Roach situation or just someone tapping on a bongo? Like, what is it? Yeah. I would have to keep leaving it regularly. Um, If you like a good adrenaline rush or a good fright, go there. I like a nice timpani. (laughs) (laughs) So the three types of haunting, like, there are... um, there's the intelligent haunting, which there is like a spirit there, and mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a, a Yale, a Harvard type of situation, <laughs> an MIT situation. No, it just means that they're they're aware and okay. you can interact with them. Um, there's the residual, which is almost like just a hologram that the keeps film re- over and over again. And uh, <laughs> intelligent haunting. Uh, there is an in- intentional haunting. It's actually more like a living, breathing human than ghosts. It what? really comes... From- intentional? hmm Okay. It comes from people who have put so much energy and intention into the belief that their house or object is haunted that they end up actually manifesting a haunting. So there's some spirit out there trying to mind his or her own, own business. Yeah. And you're continually calling them up, and then they're like, What? Yeah, I'm it's here. just like, oh, I think I have a ghost here because yeah. all this stuff is happening. Sure, I'm and here you start now. talking to it. Like, all right, leave me alone. And you bring it up. Oh, you know, why don't you do... Yeah. You and manifest so, it. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so what do you do? Yeah. I move. <laughs> as long as it's not a poltergeist, you should be able to yeah, get away from they it, right? Say, yeah, generally most people who have come to find their house is haunted can leave peacefully with whatever spirits are there. Mm-hmm. But if something generally bothers you, um, you need to leave. Um, putting that extra energy into, you know, for others, it's their own power inside themselves. You can make a statement or you can tell them to leave. You can okay. just simply say, leave, and then you can you need Peace to out. go. And also sage is great. Yeah. You burn sage and it clears it out. What if you burn sage and it doesn't clear it out? Now you've just angered it because it's clear that you've tried to sage it out. Like, mm. you tried to sage me out. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Really? Boom, boom. Is that sage? Is that some... Right? <laughs> I smell sage up in here. Really? Really, bro? Yeah. Um, this is... I, I feel like in New York, I mean, in terms of, like, living with it, this is New York. Rents are high. Real estate is expensive. If there's a ghost or entity living in a place in the New York area, they need to be doing something. They need to be contributing in some way. Oh, right. You know? Oh, here's something interesting. Give they them say, a job. Sage is great, but in my opinion, it's a little overrated because it's harsh. It's... So cleansing, it almost creates a vacuum. For it's, for new ghosts to come in? It's like dusting your whole house and leaving your doors and windows open in a sandstorm. If you're going to do sage and clear a house, then come in with something holy or something magical to fill it back up with your intention. Oh, okay. So, so don't just sage out. Basically, a sage out is like just cleaning it up for the ghost to come back. Yeah, so you got to put something else in there. Okay, something positive. Some, like, yeah, so do something positive. i got to look into that. Oh, that, yeah, because I know that you're a huge fan of sage. I love but sage. Now, but now I got to... You, you, you can't go too crazy with it. Well, you can go crazy, but you have to do another step. You have to step. do something else with it. They got the four 
So I was thinking about from a linguistic point of view, because we always, this is called Hey Boo, know it. Um, and then I started thinking about boo. So... Yeah. Boo. Okay, the word boo. The word boo. It says, when did ghosts start saying boo, and is boo a scary word in other languages? Um, so everyone knows ghosts say boo. When do they start using it, and what do they say in other parts of the world? Okay. So the boo uh, started in the middle of the 19th century, although it had been used about 100 years before that to frighten English-speaking children. So in English-speaking parts of the world, boo had been around since the 18th century. Um, the first appearance of an imprint is in a book-length polemic Scotch Presbyterian eloquence displayed. And that's displayed with an apostrophe D, which I love. Okay. Not <laughs> E-D, with an apostrophe D from 1738, in which the author, one Gilbert Crockett, Gilbert Crockett, okay. defines it as, quote, a word that's used in the north of Scotland to frighten crying children. So the children are already upset. <laughs> but, but there's a specific word mm-hmm. for that. What is going on in Scotland? It's not, it says, again, it's not clear why people in Scotland would want to frighten a child that's already crying, but whatever. Verbal tactic has been adopted by ghosts um, and people acting as ghosts. So people pretending to be ghosts or, you know, for, th- for film or theater or whatever, boo, mm-hmm. right? Variations of the word boo include bow, B-O, and bow, B-O-H. Bow. That's, that's my <laughs> distinction. <laughs> They've been found in uh, books. Published uh, up to 500 years ago, the Oxford English Dictionary notes similarity between bow and the Latin boare Mm -hmm. and the Greek foav, meaning to cry aloud, roar, or shout. So actually it has some, you know, some um, etymological background. It's unlikely that bow and boo derive from these words, but, you know, when you see similarities like that, it's hard to to ignore them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and a, another Scottish dictionary from 1808, apparently the Scots are into scaring people, um, notes that a sound might denote, quote, a sound and imitation of the cry of a calf. Boo. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about around, that at all. No. I, I grew up in dairy, dairy farms. Many a calf I've seen. They don't say boo. <laughs> they don't say boo. They say moo. Moo or meh. Yeah. Um, or related to a menacing creature called the Bukau okay. or the Boo Man, which are the uh, possibly the ancestors of the modern day boogeyman. So the oh. Boo might come from that. The Bukau and the Boo Man. Again, Scottish. Combination of the voiced, uh, the sound B and OO make a startling word. That's what they're saying. Okay. So the sound B and OO together startle people. But it's startling. Ooh, it's startling. Together, a lot of startling. Some linguists argue that ooh and o can be pronounced at a higher volume than other sounds. So it's it's easier to be like boo than yeah. it is to be like bee. <laughs> it's just not scary at all. Getting into no. the linguistic weeds here. You're, you're so right. it's more effective to go boo That's right. than bee. Yeah. Which kind of dies on the vine. Yeah. Right? Um, boo is monosyllabic. You can say it quickly, which may add to the scariness, right? Wow. So oh, you don't want to have a longer word like booyakasha. <laughs> like you, you've already gotten bored. If you, but if you want to frighten someone in Spain, you can just say ooh. All right. Forgetting ooh. the B part. And in French, you say who. 
In the Czech Republic, you say bath. And, and it says in most European languages and in Polish, the sound boo is understood as an attempt to scare someone, but it comes with different spellings. The, and then later, the other use of the word boo was in like you suck comes later. Okay. Um, around the late 19th century. And now boo, it says, is used as slang to mean boyfriend or girlfriend derived from beau meaning lover. Uh, and in the 50s, 1950s. Yeah, it's like somebody read the word beau and then pronounced yeah, it boo. boo. Like bougie. Yeah. Bourgeois. Um, and in the 1950s, boo was hipster slang for weed. Although I didn't know that, and that's unrelated. That's something like our grandparents would have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boo. Yeah. Would have light up some boo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the derivation of boo. Kind of interesting. It's really interesting. Bee. I like that. Bee. But I always knew when people started using uh, boo as a romantic partner. Yeah. I was like, you're saying boo. Yeah, wrong. you're trying to say boo and boo. Which is interesting because it's... We have beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where they're, they're confusing. They're seeing the B-E-A-U mm-hmm. and Bow, but knowing that we say beautiful, yeah, be, it has the same beginning yeah. and saying it's boo. Got it. Um, but yeah, boo. There it is. Much okay. more frightening than bow. Bow. Yeah. So we talked about haunted houses and haunted things. You know, mm-hmm. um, it... Technology and the way we work, live today. <laughs> this is the haunted ride chair. Yes. Is that where this is this, going? Is, this is a haunted. Yeah, I'll get right to it then. I'll stop this preamble, this nonsense I'm trying Sorry. to put together that Jaquetta sees right through. <laughs> because I can't believe that there's even an article on this. Yeah, this is Uber driver partners tell their Uber. hometown ghost stories. Boober. Boober. So, yes, haunted Uber. It's Boober. It's a Boober. Yeah. Boober. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, is the drive haunted? Or are the, the drivers are telling haunted stories? Or I well, ran all over your introduction. Thank you. Yes. No, the driver partners from around the country are full of spooky tales mm-hmm. um, that will make your hair stand on end. So, they have, though, I will tell you. Okay. Okay. So, this one driver in San Antonio says... I recently got out of the Navy and started driving with Uber. For the first couple of weeks, I stuck to hanging around the base trying to catch other service members who need a ride. Okay. One Friday, a rider gets in my car and asks if I can get him to Fort Hood in a couple of hours. I told him it would be no problem, and we started our trip. Wow, they did, like, long-distance Uber. Yeah, well, this is San Antonio, right? A couple of minutes into the ride, he asked if I could pull over so he could use the restroom. I pulled into a gas station right off the freeway. He was a very polite serviceman. Yeah. I was sitting in the car waiting for him to come back for about 10 minutes when the gas station attendant started looking up. I told him that my passenger was still inside and that he was using the restroom. The gas station clerk then told me that he had been getting ready to close the shop when he saw me pull in. When no one got out of the car and I was just sitting there, he decided that he wasn't going to wait any longer. Oh. I insisted that the guy was inside, so he went in and checked and couldn't find anyone. He even called his manager to get permission to go over the security tape. What he showed me gives me goosebumps to this day. I pulled in, no one ever got out of my car, and no one went inside. All I know about this guy, his name was Mikey. He was 19 years old, and he had been in the Navy two years. His wife, Marissa, was waiting for him in New York, where he bought a house. Still freaks me out to this day. That's weird. Yeah. 
Okay. So he picked up a ghost. Yeah, he picked up a ghost. And did that ghost pay? Yeah, right? Like, was that ghost using an app? Right. Huh. Okay. How did that happen? Uh, who knows? Because you can't really get take an Uber without an app. Yeah. All right. So did he have an app? That's a part of the story that's not there. Maybe the, the, the ghost was in the app. Ghost in the it's machine. It's a haunted app. Yeah, it's a ghost in the machine. <laughs> we figured that one out. Okay. Uh, Who's collecting these stories? Not Uber. They're probably like, oh, we're trying to put the kibosh on this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Our rides are not haunted. Yes. Okay. Uh, be a recent tour guide in the city of New Orleans. There's the, the most haunted city in America. Oh, yeah. For sure. Isn't that interesting how this, like, this one area. Like, it's the in- weird stuff that happened there during, uh, during, uh, before, during, and after slavery. Yeah. Um, and to this day. And yeah. also, it's a, it's a bowl. Yeah. It's, it's you know? below sea level. Yeah, it's below sea level. And so things kind of get. Hang out in there. And that's why, and the graves are on top. They can't bury people. Yeah, they can't bury people. I find, I've, I've only been to New Orleans once, but there's. This, it, it makes me uncomfortable to go to a place that's below sea level, that is known for flooding. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a human. Yeah. I'll just put that out I there. live in a bowl. Yeah, I live in a bowl. I'm not coming to visit you. Yeah. I'll meet you on the edge of the bowl. Yeah. Uh, so being a tour guide in New Orleans, there's always a story to tell. I will never forget the time I saw Madame LaLaurie. <laughs> oh, no. Madame no. LaLaurie? Madame LaLaurie is nasty. Okay. Um she was a notorious like she was a horrible horrible is this person. the one who was torturing people yeah okay in her house and yeah. she would just torture like ridiculously like I don't know how anybody could do the stuff she did while giving a haunted history tour one night in the month of December I came upon 810 Royal Street the home where Madame LaLaurie once lived the story of Madame LaLaurie would make anyone's flesh crawl she is notorious for the horrendous things she did in her past. While telling the tourists the spooky and true story about her, something began to happen. The lantern at the front door began to click on and off. We all heard screams coming from inside the house, and a shadow of a woman dressed in 1800s clothing was seen upstairs. This wasn't the first time people have experienced these types of things um, there and believed that the cries were tortured spirits, and the shadow was Madame LaLaurie. But that wasn't the Uber story. Oh, <laughs> But okay, yeah. Oh, so I was into it. I was surprised that you stopped. Yeah, no, no. That's oh. it. That's the story. That's the story. Okay. It was just a tour guide. Um. So yeah, I guess these are more like. That's it. That was a good story. Oh, I wanted to hear more about Madame Lalaurie. Yeah. Oh no, Madame Lalaurie. I know. I know minimally, but was she one of those torturing slaves? Yeah. Yeah. And she would do these horrendous experiments on them. Well, and what, what was the goal of her experimentation? I mean, certainly she had some issues, but what was she trying to achieve? What did she think she was doing? I honestly, I read a little bit about her, and I stopped reading because it was it too was, much. It's too much. Okay. I can't, I couldn't even get into it. Um, but was she a doctor of no. some kind? Okay, so she no. was just doing weird experiments on slaves. Yeah, she just had slaves, and she would just put them up in the attic and yeah, torture and cages them and stuff like that, and do like these wild, torturous things. That like to I me, even. even though I'm because I'm not a religious person at all, but it like, and I definitely believe in in evil and its people, mm-hmm. and that's like to me is a clear sign of like what actual evil is and yeah. what evil can do. Yeah, because there was there seemed to be no the little bit that I know about her. There was nothing, no reason for her to be doing mm-hmm. 
anything that she was doing, and she wasn't acting alone. Mm-hmm. So she found other people to be a part of, you know, the horrific things that she was doing. Well, just think about it this way. If you find a partner in anything and you do something and you're on the same wavelength, it magnifies yeah, what you're it, it doing. Yeah, it magnifies it. So you can be, you can, you can start a hospital and you can, or you can start a charity. You yeah. can start, like, you can start any kind of creative endeavor and do something good and do some, build something Or you're up. like Hitler and you have, like, Mengele and Eichmann. You know yeah, what I mean? and they and get together and, and they amplify magnified. that. Yeah. And, you know, her getting a couple of other people. There was another couple in Canada, and I, I saw a special on them years ago. This is contemporary? Yeah. And it was this, this woman, and she started dating uh, this guy, and they were engaged. And when they were, if they were never met each other... They wouldn't have killed so many people, mm-hmm. but they would even like together. They got they just got these ideas and they would act on them because they had and, a partner. Yeah, they had a partner, yeah. and it was like kind of and they were in a romantic relationship. Even and worse. So one of just one of the things that they did, mm-hmm. um, they drugged her sister. Oh dear! And he raped the sister, and what in front of this in front of her. Uh-huh. And, well, they filmed it and laughed. And how were they discovered? Well, and they went on a whole series. And then they it was kind a of, spray. And, and, a, and it escalated, and they started doing this and killing people and stuff, and it was like their thing in that they Canada? did. In Canada? This was in I'm Canada. So it was crazy. I'm shocked because it's Canada. And that, yeah. you know, I mean, that I feel like that type of thing happens in the U.S. not not infrequently enough. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. If you have these kind of like impulses in you yeah. and you meet people with the same impulses you can either magnify it or mm-hmm. you can just find better things in yourself. The, the only thing that I can make an analogy to in my own life is when I was younger like drinking too much. You know when you, you meet a drinking buddy yeah. and you're like oh man this yeah. is bad. This is bad and you, you incentivize each other to drink more and more and to be more outrageous yeah. kind of in your behavior. Yeah and that's what happens. Yeah. So it's like you have to look at who you're who the you're company with. you keep not just because like there are bad influences. How are you behaving with this person? Yeah, no, it what makes are you sense. You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Kazmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. From Weird New Jersey, I'm sure you're aware oh, yeah. of Weird New Jersey is a book. <laughs> There's also a website out there of, you know, weird places in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. This one is called The Devil's Tree. Do you know about this? So it's a sinister looking tree. Um, Everyone who's in the vicinity of something called Bernard's Township Mm -hmm. seems to have a a story to tell about this tree or some experience they've had with this tree. They say at one time uh, a farmer who killed his entire family then went there to hang himself. There was suicide murders have occurred Mm -hmm. at this tree. Supposedly anyone who tries to cut down the tree meets an untimely end. Oh, my God. (laughs) So this tree is not to be messed with. It is said that the souls of those killed at the spot give the tree an unnatural warmth. So when you get close to the trunk of the tree, it's a lot warmer than it is further away from it. Oh, weird. And that in wintertime, no matter how cold it is, no matter if there's a blizzard going on, snow will not fall in the vicinity of this tree, they say. Get out. It is kept warm. Um, so over the years, people have actually tried to cut it down and there's evidence of people trying to hack at it with axes, trying to hack at it with chainsaws. Um, the scars are there. Some of the scars apparently seem to be very old. Mm -hmm. So decades old, if someone tried to cut down this tree, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago and the tree is still there. 
Wow. Because it's not having it. Um, so someone described it as there's a big field and right near the road is a tree and it's the only thing in the field. So when I, cause you saw where I'm from, from a really rural mm-hmm. area where I'm from, we have a lot of that. You'll, there'll be acres and acres and acres of open land. And then one tree yeah. that's like 200 years old. And you're like, why you wonder mm. how, like, was it that that tree is, was so big and old hundreds of years ago that they just went around it? Cause it's very difficult to, uh, to take up, take down a tree. Yeah. And taking down a tree, it's not just cutting it down, but also grinding the root, mm-hmm. like getting rid of the root system, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it says, supposedly, it's the only thing in the field, supposedly it's a portal to hell. And there's a sentinel that guards it. This sentinel drives an old black Ford or a pickup truck and will chase you down the road until a certain point. You'll see headlights for one second and then nothing and then the car is gone. Oh, So God. you can get near to it. Um, another person said that the unholiness of the tree is named, uh, is, is based on the, on evil and who, what group is known for more evil in the United States than the Klan? Yeah, right. So apparently this was like a Klan hangout as well. Oh God. Okay. Um, you know, K for classy. This was a Klan hangout in New Jersey. They had demonstrations there. Um, and they also did lynchings there. Um, so that adds to the, you know, the mythology of this tree. And they said the devil's tree was more secluded. So it used to be further away from development. But now development has encroached upon it. But it's still there. It's mm-hmm. still the only thing in this field by itself. It's still creepy. People are still creeped out by it. Uh, one guy, Rob S., says, to freak ourselves out, sometimes my friends and I would drive down the road at night yelling ghost stories when the moon is full. And there's a full red harvest moon. The wind is blowing right. It looks like there might be things in the branches. Yeah. Um, So they've seen throughout time. And this is always, this is a weird thing for me as an African-American. Sometimes people do hang things in effigy. Mm -hmm. Um, So apparently rival high school football players hang effigies of one another, the home team. Okay. Which is like, this is something that black people don't do. No. We don't, even even a dummy. Yeah. Like even a fake, we don't do it. But I understand in the context of like high school football, that is hanging something in effigy has another meaning to it. It's still creepy though. It is. It's kind of, it's a really barbaric and really kind of intense yeah so i think you should like if you're hanging something in trees it's one either you've killed someone and you want to make a point of it or you're trying to ward people off Mm -hmm. so it's it's a very powerful like about very powerful images um this is the devil's tree will break you they said sometimes people have seen a noose hanging from the tree claw marks all this other kind of stuff going on in the devil's tree um and then next to the devil's tree there's something called heat rock have you heard this no. in New Jersey? What's this? Right next to the Devil's Tree, there's a rock. It's very warm. Some people call it heat rock, and they say that that, not the tree, but the rock, is the portal to hell. Is it near the tree? It's next to the tree, and it's warm. They say that it's the... Uh, uh, also, no snow will will fall on this rock. Um, people say there's the mark of the devil is there they heard they said that don't mess with the the tree there's something called the children of the tree that if you're at the tree at a certain time of the year at night you can hear the sound of children screaming and playing um yeah and there are all these stories about people who have tried who have who have heard the tales of this tree and have gone to mess with it at night and have been warded off like they've gone you know you're young Mm -hmm. and you're like ah, we're gonna go to this tree and they get there and they realize it's not so fun 
It's not entertaining. Something, Something is wrong. They creeped out. They get back into their car and leave. And then there's also uh, a warning here that you should not try to pee on this tree. Um, so someone went there. They heard it was an infinite spot. They decided to check it out there for themselves. They then whipped it out, tried to take a pee on it, and just felt very, you know, uncomfortable about it afterwards. Yeah. He's not saying that, you know, he was cursed with impotency for the rest of his life, but... Just saying. Just doesn't, well, not, you know what? You that's, know, that's not a, a good thing. That's an interesting thing. On a, a side note about about that kind of thing, I had a um, be I respectful. A, I have a friend from Indonesia, mm-hmm. and she and they she lived out there, and it's beautiful in Indonesia. They were in, um, um, they lived in Bali. Okay, okay. And her little brother, this was years ago, was like outside, and he went and he peed on a tree. You know, just. Unless Whatever. you're an animal, you should not be peeing on a tree. Then he got an infection or some kind of thing in his penis. And mm-hmm. so something was terribly wrong with that. And the mother was not even like it's an infection. She's like, you... You've you, cursed yourself. No, you you um, disrespected the spirits of the tree. And now and, they're disrespecting your pee-pee. Yeah. So she's like, you have to go back and apologize and do something to make it right. And when he did, then he was cured. That's bizarre. See, I I like that idea because it's it's really about intention, Mm -hmm. right? So it's one thing if you're like, I'm just going to stand by, you know, behind this tree to Mm -hmm. to have some privacy or some to be Mm -hmm. modest. But it's another thing to be like, yeah, screw this tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you're doing something with bad intentions, you could expect probably at some point to be on the receiving end. Right. So it's like, that. yeah, it's about the intention. Yeah. It's not about just like, I need to relieve myself yeah. in private. Like, why, because why? Why would you be like, ah, this tree? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. You, you already know that it has bad uh, feelings around it, mm-hmm. right? That it's like a shady place to be. And you believe that, which is why you're going there. But then why would you then pee on it? Right. And ex- yeah. not expect there to be some, even if you cause it yourself, even if you're you're thinking that something bad will happen, Starts to affect your, your manhood, if you will. Yeah. Your job. Why did you do it? All right. What do you have? Okay. Well, I have, let's see. Halloween is a time where the veil is the thinnest between yes. the living and the dead, yes. right? That's what they say. That's what they say. Getting to the truth of the matter. And you can apparently communicate with spirits come Halloween. Okay. So here's some do's and don'ts. Oh, <laughs> that's just a quick list. Pro yeah. tip. Yeah, so anything goes on Halloween, as they say. Really? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't so. always I don't contact spirits, but when I do, it's on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I use these simple do's and don'ts. Yeah, so this, these dimensions between um, the spirit world and, and our world are thinnest, and they overlap. Um, so if you wish to connect with a deceased loved one, that's the day to do it. Okay. Um, They're going to be in demand, some of these people. These great lovers yeah, yeah. out there. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? And someone that you love, dude, like, uh, There's a lot of people out there. David Bowie's probably like, just leave me alone. I know, right? Prince? (laughs) Yes, Prince. Yes, you love us. Okay. Thank you. Here's a few strongly recommended do's and don'ts for those who dabble. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Do's and don'ts for dabblers. But we're not recommending those. We're just reading. Yeah, we're just reading them. Okay. PSA. Uh, do use equipment. If you don't have any, use a cell phone to video or take pictures. Okay. Record the audio. Sure. It's like, of I course. Well, some people won't even think of that. But They'll without without a, a selfie or a recording yeah. of it, did it happen? Yeah. <laughs> really. 
Um, do protect your own energy by putting white light of protection around yourself. Okay, so cast your circle first. Don't just go out there wild style. Yeah. <laughs> do you realize it's the, the white light is the condom of the paranormal world. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Don't go out there. Yes, because just like any stranger, use caution. Ghosts can be deceitful. Right. They don't have to tell you the truth. They don't. They can just they say probably whatever. They'll say whatever. Test them. Do realize they might be asking for help. Stay calm. Imagine how you would feel every time you approach someone, they screamed and ran away. I like the idea of a ghost being like, I'm sorry, maybe I wasn't clear. Yeah. I need some help up in here. Like, yeah. Sometimes you have to ask them, what do you want? Do you need help? Well, they're going to have to be more forthcoming with me. Yeah. Even the most secure ghosts can develop a complex. <laughs> most secure. <laughs> Look, I know who I am. Yeah, and over time, resent the living for not helping them. Be gentle and be kind. Life can be tough on any astral plane. They're needy. They were needy in life, needy in death. I say fuck them. All right. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> Neediness. Yes. Do light a candle and sage your space before and after. Okay. Do understand that not all ghosts know that they're dead. Uh, if you're going to be the one to... going to be trying to prove it? To, look, I'm going to stab you in the face. Oh. See how you don't feel anything. Well, they said if you're... <laughs> that's not the way to do it. Oh, that's If you're going to be the one to tell them, be gentle and be prepared for anything. So I, I would go against trying to say, I'm going to prove it by stabbing What would you say? Like, sit down if you can. Wait, you fall onto the floor. See? Yeah. You're temporal. <laughs> do be assertive and set clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come over here. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Respect my space. Be a close talker. Yeah. Do not engage with any entity who has physically caused harm or gives you the creeps. <laughs> if you just don't like the cut of his or her jib. Yeah, because the entity does not have to be evil to be a jerk. They yeah, I don't just have to be jerks. You can just tell me I don't have to talk to you. Yeah. Do not be afraid. All ghosts feed off energy. Fear will draw the benevolent to you like a shark is drawn to blood in the ocean. Huh? The benevolent? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. I think they meant the malevolent. Okay. I think they the did. malevolent. They did. <laughs> so fear it, it comes clearly, with great benefits. It, fear will draw the benevolent to you. They used the wrong word. Wow. <laughs> fear will draw the baddies. Yes. Just know. Just know that. Our edit. Yes. Use an editor. Yeah. Do not use a Ouija board or have a seance unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. That, that we agree. Don't just invite whatever. You don't know what, who you're inviting in. You don't. Yeah. Negative entities are not easy to get rid of. They're energy, they're, they are energy thieves, and they will take yours if allowed. Just like people. Right. Do not go into graveyards and try to raise the dead. <laughs> That's like, I feel like a basic. Yeah. <laughs> don't, go ahead and not try to raise the dead. Yeah. So those are the do's and don'ts, everyone. Be safe out there and just... Yeah. Maybe just, not even try. Just leave it. Just so what do you have a plan this year for a Halloween costume? I've been invited to two parties mm -hmm. and I have my costume in mind. Mm. Um what do you have a costume? Um I usually try to make a statement with my costume. Okay. Like like a financial statement, a political statement. <laughs> yeah, something that's maybe about the uh about the world okay. that we live in. So you're going to set yourself on fire and get into a dumpster. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but the only thing I could really think of that I could bear to do was maybe be, and this is, it's kind of an old Okay, thing. it's a classic. It's a classic pizza wrap. Ah, pizza rat. Yeah, it could be dressed up as a rat with a piece of pizza. I don't mind that. I, I like pizza rat. I feel like pizza rat has been out of the, the lexicon for a little while. Mm -hmm. It's time to bring pizza rat back. I think so. She's think important. So. Yeah. Pizza rat. 
I am going this year as uh, Delia Dietz, played by Catherine O'Hara in the movie Beetlejuice. Oh. As the, the mother. A lot of people are going Lydia, that is the that daughter. Is the Winona, Winona Ryder, Ryder yeah. character. But I am going as uh, Lydia Dietz. I will be dressed as she did in the scene where she is singing. Oh, and Dale. is attacked by some uh, a shrimp cocktail. Okay. So I'm going to try to get that together. What I like about that costume is the outfit is crazy and the hair. She has some sideburns that are like squiggly mm-hmm. and come out away from the face. Yeah. And I just like Catherine O'Hara. I think so maybe I'm going to try to do that. That would be a great thing. Let's do Catherine O'Hara in um, all her forms. Yes. Like we should have a Catherine O'Hara A Catherine now. O'Hara party. Halloween. I think that I don't think we should do it on Halloween. I think we should do it at another time. Okay. I think we should have it when it's when it's not competing with okay other uh, holidays because I think a Catherine O'Hara day could be something. Okay, to behold. I think so. All right, what, we started. I mean, there's her in um, Beetlejuice. There's her obviously in Schitt's Creek. What other Catherine O'Hara? Home Alone. Home Alone. Kevin. <laughs> What other Catherine O'Hara's are there? There's plenty. We're Early Catherine O'Hara, I guess, yes. from SCTV. Right. So we have to do some research on this. This is a historically accurate mm-hmm. uh, O'Hara. Shit's Creek. Yeah, O'Hara uh, party yeah. for O'Hara Day. So for all of you who are out there, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Bring out your time. Bring out the Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Listeners, gather round for Hey Boo Know It. Welcome. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, because I don't know which one it is. Okay. And every time we just cut it in. <laughs> like, what? You don't remember that? And I was like, what the No, we do it every that? year. And I'm, because I'm never sure. We just say eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, and I like, cut it together. I'm sorry. I thought you were in the loop I was on this like, one. I don't know what you, I was, so are we blasting off now? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs>